Today, my brothers and sisters, in a very auspicious way, we heard the gospel of the rich man and Lazarus. It is a well-known parable. All of Christ's parables are well-known, of course. And it happens to also be the feast of the unmercenary doctors, Cosmas and Damien. And on this Sunday, typically, the ladies philoptochos, which literally means the friends of the poor, which has existed for around 90 years, I believe, in our country in America, celebrates a commemoration and a remembrance of those that have served the philoptochos and have fallen asleep. And, of course, a blessing for the well-being and the health and the salvation of those that are not only involved as, as members of Philoptochos, but so many others that help and assist the Philoptochos to accomplish their mission of bringing aid to several different kinds of people that are in need. Most of the times when we think of Philoptochos, we think that they're a group that gives some money to people when they need it or some food, and it's true that they do that much of the time, but they do many other things that are not typical in the sense of the way that we imagine philoptochos. Just this year, in the beginning, during, in the midst of the COVID pandemic, our philoptochos was one of a very few groups that had the idea to collect iPads and to donate them tablets and other kinds of iPads and other kinds of tablets, to donate them to hospital rooms, to hospitals, so that people could say goodbye to their loved ones during these difficult times of the COVID pandemic. They did grocery deliveries to those that were sick and couldn't leave their house. They were in quarantine. And others that were in vulnerable medical situations and had to be home. We are grateful to be able to be involved with our philoptochos under the leadership of their board and specifically their president, Evelyn Nisbet, who thinks that together they work very hard so that we may bring some aid to many people in our community and beyond. And it's beautiful that today is the day that we remember Philoptochos when we hear the gospel reading of the rich man and Lazarus. I'm going to assume that you all heard the gospel today. And it's beautiful to read that St. Gregory the Great, in his commentary on the gospel today, says that the rich man was not punished for being rich. We have rich saints. You know, St. Nicodemus who was around the time with Christ, and Joseph and others were wealthy people. He wasn't punished for being wealthy. He was punished because he became so enamored by his wealth that he only relied on his wealth for anything he needed in life. His wealth became his God. He no longer relied on God for anything. He was not grateful to God. He didn't pray to God when he needed something. He used his money and his wealth to get him out of every difficult situation. Lazarus, on the other hand, who had sores and was poor and starving, would lay at the bottom of the table hoping to catch a few crumbs that fell off the table. And as you would understand, he needed to rely much more on God than on his own ability either through wealth or even through his physical ability to obtain food in a different way. 
We are reminded by St. Gregory the Great in his commentary and by other church fathers that today's gospel is more about repentance than anything else. Meaning that if all of us, all of us need to begin there. And repentance for the most part means that we have some humility, enough humility to understand that we are imperfect and that we need God, that we need each other, help from each other, that none of us are perfect, that all of us need help, and all of us must rely on the assistance of one another and especially on the grace of God. St. Cosmas, not of the holy unmercenaries that we celebrate today, but St. Cosmas of Eotolia, the Anatolian, in his sermons to people, he was one of the very famous preachers, lived not so long ago in the last few hundred years, probably had this sermon in mind when he was teaching people about being kind to one another. And he knows that, he knew rather that for us it's difficult to give much of what we have as far as material things. We don't like to part so, so easily with our material things. And you know at every wedding service, at this church there have been several thousand weddings since the beginning of this church. And as the couple stands in this spot up here on the solea, there are two different occasions where the prayers mention that we ask God to grant them grain, wine, oil, and every good thing, so that in having sufficiency for themselves, they may also offer to those who are in need. And we assume that those prayers matter, and that our success is based at least somewhat on God's providence and God's care and God's help. And then we are expected, of course, to follow through and to be kind and generous to those who are in need. But St. Cosmas, as I mentioned in his, prayer, in his sermon, he said, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Now he knew that they couldn't do this, and he was speaking to a wealthy group. And he saw that their, the look on their face immediately changed. And he said, is it too much to sell everything I understand? Sell half of what you have and give it to the poor. And again, he saw their faces were kind of, they were having a difficult time comprehending if this would be possible. And he kept lowering how much of, of their goods they should sell to a third and then a fourth and so on. And finally, he said to them, how about this? Let's start here. Don't sell anything you have. Don't give any food or money to the poor. Just stop devouring each other. Meaning, how can we get ourselves to the point where we're giving to the poor, really giving, not just you give them a couple pieces of change in your pocket that doesn't affect you. How are we expected to get to the point where we're giving, really giving to the poor when we're trying to destroy each other? And we're not trying to destroy strangers. We try to destroy our neighbor, our brother, our uncle, our cousin, our friend, our cubaro. We have to work on understanding who we are, how we must live in, re in relation to one another, what it means to be Christ-like, what it is to, be, to have some humility. Most of our problems in life tend to be related to our ego. 
if we can understand that and begin working on that, life will be much more peaceful, much more joyous, and much more fulfilling. I pray that not only we all learn to love one another and give to one another, but that if we find ourselves ever in need, that Christ-like people will come to us and will give us exactly what we need in order to be well. May God grant you all many years.